Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Theater 5 presents Miss Rosemary Rice in A Matter of Appearances. Town at this hour. Oh, oh, Bill, I was so scared. Oh, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. You need to be held close. Oh, yes, 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 Bill. Now, oh. what's the matter? You said you'd be back by 9 o'clock, and when it got to be 12.30, and then it was so dark out there, and I was scared. I, I thought something had happened to you, and I was just so scared. Oh, no, baby, there's oh. nothing to be scared of. Have no fear, old Bill is here. Oh, oh I, I'm all right now. I, I couldn't help it. I warned you before we got married. I'm kind of a baby. Overprotected. That's right. And I mean to keep on overprotecting you. That make you feel better? Oh, I'm, I'm fine now. But, you know, it, it was lonely out there in that house, and, and the ocean kept going whoosh, whoosh. It, it wouldn't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the house out there away from everything was a mistake. But it's only another week or so now. Oh, I'll live. You better, baby, because I need you. You know that? Oh, I, I panicked, that's all. And I, I called a cab and came into town. I don't know what I thought I'd do here. I began to feel sort of silly. But then when the driver let me out, I saw you come out of that tavern. And... What were you doing in there? Oh, I uh, went in to buy some cigarettes. Well, where's the car? The car? Oh, uh, well, the car's over that way. Well, come on. Oh, uh, uh, Judy, uh, I think I ought to tell you. Oh, you uh, can tell me later. Did you have a good dinner with Mr. Finney? You tell me all about it. Uh, Judy, before we get to the car... But I... we're here. Well, you took long enough, Phil. Oh. Uh, Judy, this is Millie Maynard. Uh, I wanted to tell you that... Got yourself uh... another girl, huh? Now, what are you going to do with two of us? <clears throat> Miss uh, Maynard, this is my wife. Uh-oh. Uh, Miss Maynard needed a ride up from New York, Judy. Indeed. Well, I was just driving her home. Wasn't I, Millie? Uh, uh, Miss Maynard? That's absolutely all. And I hope you make it stick. Well, if we're driving Miss Maynard home from the tavern, let's get at it. I will sit in back. Oh, no, please, Mrs. Well, there's room for three here in front, Judy. Thank you, no. I am more comfortable in back. Kind of a chilly night after all, isn't it? Judy, don't be a child. Let me in there. I will let you in in a minute. Oh, it's about time. Judy, I know how things looked last night, but there was nothing to it. Are you listening, Judy? 
Did you have something to say to me? Now, that girl didn't mean anything to mm -hmm. me. Just enough to keep you from coming home like you promised. Well, now, I told you how it was. I was walking down the street in New York, and there she was. Now, I'd seen her here in town, and apparently she noticed me, too. Well, I don't doubt it. <laughs> oh, Judy, she needed a ride home, and that's all. Yes, and, I... and driving her here made you three hours late. And heaven knows how much later you would have been if I hadn't come along. Inconvenient for you, wasn't it? Oh, Judy, please. Now, I know appearances are against me, well, but... what else have I got to go on but appearances? Love. Oh, look, we're talking too much when there's nothing to say. I've packed your bags, Bill. You what? I have packed your bags. You must be kidding. I want you to leave now. The car is yours, so anytime you want to... Judy! I need it! You, you are a baby! If I am, you knew that when you married me. Now, listen, maybe someone else would shrug it off, but I'm not going to take this kind of thing. Other women... Now, Judy, it's just the way things look. It's not the way things are. Please go! Well, what are you going to do? You don't know a soul here. I am going back to California where I belong. Oh, no, Judy. Yes, Phil, it isn't what I wanted at all. I wanted what you told me I was going to have. When you got the new job and we had to come east, and you said, well, why not come early and stay in some nice, isolated house by the beach, all alone, just you and I until Labor Day? Well, we've had that. Yes, we've had it five days a week, and twice a week you've gone to New York. For dinner with Mr. Finney. Now, it's business. So you said, and so I believed. Oh, Judy. All right. If you hadn't liked being here alone before, how are you going to like it now? With no car, knowing nobody. Now, if you think I'm going to be gallant and leave the car, you're out of your mind. The car is yours. The furniture is mine. And I am moving it back to California. How? There is an ad in the paper. A California moving man is looking for a load to take back with him. I've called him, and he's coming here on Friday. And you? I have a reservation for the midnight plane from Kennedy Airport Friday night. This is the end of our marriage, you know, Judy. I'm well aware of it. And all because things look bad. I saw what I saw. I saw you three hours late and with another woman. Judy, please listen. I won't listen. Get out of here. I never want to see you again. Go, please, go. All right, you're a baby and there's no arguing with you, no explaining. It doesn't make any sense, but I'll go. <laughs> Hello? Judy, it's Bill. Now, will you listen to me? No. Hello? Judy, now, don't hang up. This is Bill, and I want you to know where I'm staying. It's of no interest to me. You may need me. Goodbye. Well, that's it, Mrs. Wells. I've got the furniture all loaded. Oh, thank you, Mr. Sennett. Oh, oh my goodness, look at the time. Oh, aren't you got a problem? Oh, well, well, I've got to call a taxi to take me to Derbyfield to catch a train for New York, and I, oh, I'm taking the train tonight. Oh, oh, dear, the telephone. Hello? Judy, it's Bill. Even if I wanted to talk to you, I haven't got time. Now, look, Judy, you're coming to New York tonight to catch the plane. Now, when you get here, why don't you call me? No, we have absolutely nothing to say to each other. Well, we ought to talk this over, Judy. Now, look, take my number. I don't want your number, and I don't have time now. I've got to call a cab this very minute. I'm sorry, Bill, but this is goodbye. 
Well, Mrs. Wells, I've been thinking. You know, I go right through Derbyfield, and if you haven't got much time, well, you could hop on the truck with me. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Just wait till I change my clothes. Hey, wait a minute, Mrs. Wells. You know, my truck is kind of dirty. Uh, those slacks and sweater make more sense in the truck than some nice dress. Oh, well, I could change in the ladies' room at the station. Oh, or in New York. Well, I'm ready to go. Well, let's go, then. <laughs> Too bad. Hey, look at that sign, Mrs. Wells. Oh, dear. No admittance for commercial vehicles. I didn't realize Derbyfield was zoned like this. I guess I can't take you to the station. Oh, that's all right. Uh, if you'll just let me off by that restaurant up ahead, I'll phone for a cab. Uh, okay. Fine. Now, uh, let's see. Where's my suitcase? Oh, oh, yeah, yes. Here. Here. Uh, thanks very much, Mr. Santa. It was a pleasure. Hey, can you get down all right? Oh, easy. Oh, oh, there. Well, so long. So long. Oh, and thanks a lot. Have a good trip. All right, now, the telephone. Hey there. Just a minute, miss. What? Uh, were you calling me? I was. State your name and occupation. What is this? Patrolman Art Corcoran, and I'm asking your name and occupation. Why? Well, for openers, it's against the law to hitchhike. Oh, oh I wasn't hitchhiking. Oh? Oh, do you own that moving van? No, but I hired it. Hired it, uh-huh. That's a new kind of tax. Look, I haven't got time to explain. I'm in a hurry. If you think I hitchhiked, all right, I won't do it again. Now, would you excuse me? Now, wait a minute, sister. Well? Now, look, uh, you may be as innocent as a newborn babe, but all I know is what I saw. I saw a pretty girl in slacks and a sweater hop down from the truck and yell out, thanks for the buggy ride. I did not say that. Well, not those words, but that was the idea. Now, to me, what it looked like was hitchhiking. But I'll let you in on a secret. That doesn't bother me much. Against the law or no. Well, we got a little heat on here in Derby Field, uh, a drive against... Well, let's say against the kind of girls that hitchhike in here and then outstay their welcome. I'm explaining to you because I'm going to give you a chance to explain yourself to me. I believe everybody's innocent till proven guilty. But I believe there's such a thing as suspicious circumstances. What we bring most of them in on is vagrancy. Well, I don't care how things look. I'm innocent. And I'm a decent woman. Oh, believe me, I'd be delighted to have you prove it. Well, then, just, just look at... Look... Oh, dear. What's the matter? I... I got my suitcase, but I... Oh, dear, I, I put my handbag down to get it, and I... Oh, I... I left my handbag on the truck. Well, it's too bad. Oh, all my identification is in it, all my money. No identification and no money. That adds up to vagrancy. No! Oh, please, I know how things look, but I... And I know appearances are against me, but I... You oh. better come along with me.
sister. We'll talk with the desk sergeant. This is ridiculous, you know. Maybe, but you'll have a chance to. Sergeant. Hello, Art. I have a woman here who claims she's a lady, and uh, maybe she is at that. Hitchhiking. I was not hitchhiking. Uh, let him talk, miss. You'll have your chance. Art? What well, looks like hitchhiking anyway, on a moving van that drove off after she hopped out of it. No visible means, no money, no identification, vagrancy. All right, miss, it's your turn. Ma'am. I am Mrs. William Wells, and this is all a mistake. Well, Sergeant, it might be a mistake at that. Oh, sure. She's got an explanation? I certainly have. I am Mrs. William Wells, Judy Wells. My husband and I were staying at a house in Oldborough, just as a summer house, and I closed it up today and hitched, uh, uh, took a ride with the moving van because I have to catch a train to New York from here. Now, I haven't got much time because the train leaves. Now, wait a minute. Why haven't you got identification? I left my handbag on the moving van. You could say that if you didn't own a handbag. Now, what woman doesn't own a handbag? Women who have been hitchhiking into this town don't own anything until they get started in the... Uh, until after they get here. What do I have to do to convince you? I've told you I have to catch a train. Are you going to pay the fare? No, I'm going to... Oh. I miss you'd better sit down a minute, huh? Art, want me to handle this? Yes, uh, I'll get back on duty. Check with me from your beat. If I think she ought to be booked, I'll let you know. Okay. So long, Sergeant. Sorry, sister. This crying won't do you any good. All right. I, I'll be all right. What am I going to do? First off, tell me the truth. I told you the truth. Okay. You're Mrs. William Wells, and you've had a piece of tough luck. Fine. Where's Mr. Wells? He's in New York. Good. Okay. Here's the phone. Call your husband. Oh. What's the matter? I... I don't know where he is. You don't know where your husband is? Okay. Want to call a friend? I am... I don't know anybody. You don't know where your husband is and you don't know anybody else. Well, you're just trying to trap me. I'm trying to help you. I tell you, I don't know anybody. I... Look, I come from California, and I've got to catch a train, and then a plane, and go back there, and I'll never come east again. I, I don't know anybody, and I think you're hateful. Do you? You're not dressed like the woman you claim to be, and it looks as if you were hitchhiking. You have no identification. You have no money. You claim to be married, but then you say uh, the husband you've been living with in this uh, cottage is off somewhere, and you can't get hold of him. On top of all that, you don't know anybody else. What am I to think? But th- that, that's all a matter of, of appearances. Oh, please, can't you see what I am? Can't you see that I'm a decent woman? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can. W- what do you mean? Just what I say. Why do you think I haven't booked you? Why do you think a patrolman didn't want me to book you? You've told the fishiest story I've heard in years, but I uh, half believe it. Because you seem to me to be a lady, and I take you on faith... So I don't book you. Oh, I... Well, thank you. I don't know what to say. I... Oh, I I can only say thank you. Okay, okay. But I'm still a cop, and with that story of yours, you're under suspicion. Oh, you mean I can't go? 
Where would you go? You haven't got a dime, and you don't know anybody. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Oh, you think I'm a baby, don't you? Bill said I was a baby. But how would you like it, b being in a police station and being under suspicion and all, and all because, all because... Oh, I don't know what to do. I'm scared, and I've never felt so alone. All because what? What do you mean? You said this all happened, all because of something, all because of what? All because Bill went out with... Went out with... Your husband went out with another woman? None of your business. You're right, but I'm trying to help you. That happens, you know. Sometimes because the husband doesn't love his wife, and sometimes because he does. How about your husband? He love you or not? Of course he loves me. He, he wanted me to, to take his phone number. He wanted me to know where he was in case I needed him, and... Oh, oh boy, now I do need him, and I refuse to let him give me the number. And he, he wanted me to call him before I took the plane tonight. And the plane tonight? Yes, I, I was going to California. And he wanted to see you before you went? Yes. Why didn't you say so in the first place? Now, uh, what was your flight number? Excuse me. Yes? I was paged at the gate for flight 924. My name is Wells. Oh, uh, Mr. Wells, yes. Uh, phone for you. Here you are. Oh, thank you. Hello. Hello, Mr. Wells. Yes? This is Sergeant Daniels, Derbyfield, Connecticut, Police Department. Lady here wants to speak to you. Oh, Bill. Judy. Bill. Oh, Bill, I love you. Please come for me. Oh, darling, I thought I'd never see you again. Judy, what's the matter? The sergeant was right, thank heavens. He said you might be waiting for me at the plane. Oh, please, Bill, please drive up here. Where? Derbyfield. The Derbyfield police station. They're holding me here. And... I'll be right there. Tell you what happened, Bill. I, I was... I don't want to know. Oh? Not now, anyway. I know you. There's nothing anybody could say about you. Bill? Hmm? I'm... I'm sorry for the way I've behaved. Ah. Uh, well, the fact is, Judy, you weren't entirely wrong. I mean, she was a pretty girl. And... I don't want to hear about it. No? No. I know you too, Bill. And I found out something. It's wise to take people on faith. Presented A Matter of Appearances, starring Miss Rosemary Rice. Written by Robert Sanadella, directed by Warren Somerville. Featured in the cast, Stan Watt, Peter Rattray, Jim Stevens, Gilbert Mack, and Michael Ann. 
Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastosenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.